Welcome to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from the legendary hills of Brown, where the plum purple haze, the one nature herself drapes over the hills and hollers, inspires local characters, artists, and nature lovers. It's as though the hills themselves conspire to create a beauty and culture in the heart of Indiana. Sit for a spell and hear the music. Tall tales. True stories. And current goings on. Brought to you by folks who still know how to sit by a fire in winter. And swim buck naked in summer. Welcome to episode 122 of the Brown County Hour. This is Sarah Lytle. And Dave Seastrom, along with the rest of the crew. This month, we're treated to two musical groups, John Boyer and Jamie Hood, also known as The Hammer and the Hatchet, and John and Terry Whitcomb, who comprise The Married Band of Two. We'll share the interviews we recorded with Kara Hammes, who is the Purdue Extension Agent in Brown County, and Story Snyder, the director of the Brown County Library. Then we'll round the show out with essays from Jim Eagleman, Rich Fedding, and Dave Seastrom. Segment one begins with our interview with Terry and John Whitcomb from The Married Band of Two. We have a Fiddlin' Joe piece from The Unusual Suspects and an essay from Rick Fedick as he reminisces about his participation in recording Between a Laugh and a Tear. And we'll close with the Married Band of Two performing that song. So it is my pleasure to introduce uh, Terry and John Whitcomb, who are performers under the name of Married Band of Two. So welcome to the studio. We've just been treated to three songs that you performed. They were wonderful. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Uh, you even gave old Rick here a big nod on the uh, Scoop the Loop, yeah. which is, uh, you know, from your mutual Seymour childhood, yep. which is... You know, gotta love that. I mean, what what a great image! Of youth and cars and oh, yeah. all of that. It was a good time. Good Lots times. of fun. It's a great place to grow up. Seymour, Indiana. It was yeah. it was really good. What have you been doing with yourself since the last time you were here? Well, married band of two have been out and about playing You're a lot. Busy. Been yeah. playing around here. Uh, been playing some down in Seymour. Uh, we just played up in Indy at uh, George's Neighborhood Grill okay. last week and had a great time up there. So. We're, we're on the move here and there and uh, doing that and trying to figure out how to retire, like, really quickly. Tomorrow. <laughs> Sooner than later. <laughs> uh, still working on that. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we got a couple of years. You guys uh, seem kind of young and vibrant for retirement. <clears throat> <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> young and vibrant. Well, we, we're faking. Really good at faking it. That's right. Uh, well. Yeah. Well. Something to be said for that. So That's right. Have you been in the studio? Are you working on any recordings? We're working on a project right now, and I'm doing it at home. It's going to be my second ever home-recorded, uh, produced project. Uh, of course, with the miracle of software. Right. 
I have a, a studio in my house on my Mac that the Beatles would have just envied, you know, beyond, you know, compare. I mean, it's, you know, I got un- unlimited tracks in which to record without losing any sound fidelity. Right. You know, I'll be like, sometimes so, I like to just use four or two, but... <laughs> Right. I'm, uh, you're saying that reminds me of George Harrison's album Wonderwall, where he performed every instrument, sang all of the parts. And and in those days, that must have been incredibly oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. And now he could sit there in his underwear and do it at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, I tried to at least shave and brush my, t- <laughs> brush my well, teeth before I get on the well, microphone. Just for the radio audience's uh, <laughs> understanding, you're well-groomed this evening. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he has his pants on and everything. Yeah, I have no, my pants on and everything. I mean, no Zoom meeting without place. pants. You right. know, so. no, we, we hate, we've not run into that before, yeah. the Brown County Hour. We've had a lot of interesting interviews, <laughs> but so far everyone has you know, been within the realm of decency. And, um, now, fully clothed. Now, yeah. we were playing the other night, and a guy showed up in a Speedo. Oh, my gosh. And his Only? guitar and long hair, and he was a singing birthday gram for somebody, some uh, woman. Yeah. And uh, what he a had great a hot job, pink huh? Hot pink speedo. Hot pink speedo, mm-hmm. and it was. I'm Terry. not allowed to wear my speedo anymore. <laughs> my wife threw it away. I didn't even know it happened. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a got a it's a mixture of things. It's got some classic country on it, you know. And this is amazing. When we start playing the classic country, the Harper Valley PTA, okay, and uh, and uh, Rose Garden, Rose Garden, right. and uh, oh, oh, Billy Joe, mm-hmm. right? It's amazing how many people start, you know, yeah, kind of their ears it. kind of perk up and listen. So we're gonna have quite a few tunes like that on there, and then a couple originals, and so excellent, should be fun, yeah. Well, uh, so. Do we have a Facebook page or a we do website have a yep. where we can yep. find out where you're playing next? You can go to Married Band of Two on Facebook, and that's it. No frills. Well, just, and that, and just for the record, that's married. That's band. right. Yeah, don't that's get, married. Don't get confused with married. <clears throat> right. Married. Well, well, hopefully you are married. <laughs> we we still are married. Right. We're you're still, married. We're still married. You're married too. And, and we're right. We're married and yeah, right. married. Yeah, with a D on the end. Married band of two. Excellent. And so you can find show dates there. And, you know. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming in and sharing your music. It's well, always you. a great time. Thanks for having always us. good to see you again. Seeing everybody. And, yeah. And now, a word from our sponsor, Fiddle and Joe Enterprises. It's getting on towards evening, on a lonely stretch of back road, somewhere outside of Trevlack, where an aging automobile is coughing out the last of its will to go on. Daddy? Daddy? Why are you stopping here in this godforsaken middle of nowhere? I guess because the car decided that here is where it wants to die, dear. I don't like it here. It's getting dark and I'm scared. I want mommy. Not as much as I do. I don't know how I let her talk me into a daddy-daughter weekend just so she could run off to a kundalini awareness retreat with that phony Swami Ramalama ding-dong. I'm sure there's nothing to be afraid of, dear. What about 
Mongooses. You mean mongoose, honey, and I'm sure there aren't any around here. Whatever gave you that idea? Oh, I don't know. I think I heard something about them on the radio. Hmm, did you hear a noise? I don't think so. What did it sound like? Banjos! Okay, now I'm scared. I got a pretty mouth. What are we going to do? What is this wee business, Daddy? You got to get me out of here. I'm just a little girl. I don't want to be a late night snack for a pack of mild geese. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Ugh, it's you again. Now I'm really scared. How do you always know where to find me? Well, I could tell you, but you don't really want to know. Try me. Okay, it has to do with the WFHB radio. You see, Fiddle and Joe has figured out how to modify their radio sync classic discombobulator on the transmitter. So the radio waves beam out and then they bounce back to a receiver that is calibrated you to... You don't really know how it works, do you? Well, let's don't go down that particular path right now. Mister, can you stop talking and just get us out of here? That is precisely what I am here for. What was that noise? Oh, that's just a hunting call of the feral mongai. They tend to pack up and come out this time of evening. Uh-oh. Yep, that's the bad news. But the good news is Fiddlin' Joe has come to the rescue. All you need to do is take out your Fiddlin' Joe rotary dial cell phone and dial G-O-O-B-E-R. Hang on. G-O-O-B-E-R. That spells goober. What would I want or do with a goober, whatever that is? Well, Daddy, goober is Fiddlin' Joe's franchise rural rideshare. Folks in the city have their Uber, but out here in the back end of beyond, we got goober. Just go ahead and dial them up. And here he is. There who is? I don't see anything but a hayseed driving a 1956 Farmall tractor, towing a turnip wagon, loaded with quaint bumpkins and assorted livestock. <laughs> okay, first off, it's a hay wagon. Secondly, the tractor is a 1955 Alice Chalmers. Thirdly, what part of ride share don't you understand? And fourthly, the hayseed is my cousin Goober and he's the one that's gonna carry you and that young'un back to town. I don't care if the tractor is an Alice Cooper. Does Goober even have a license? Uh, mm, no. But Earl does. Who's Earl? Goober's dog. His name's Earl. He's vaccinated against rabies. Earl? No, Goober. Oh, this is just great. I'm stuck out here in the middle of nowhere with my precocious child talking to the phantom of the radio and his idiot cousin and his idiot dog. Well, let me tell you something, Buster. It's Scrapper. Scrapper, Goober, Alice Cooper, we are not riding into town in the back of a turnip wagon. Speak for yourself, Boomer. I'm down with turnips. Let's get out of here. Okay, okay, let's get going. Now you're talking. Just swipe your Fiddlin' Joe credit, debit, and payday loan card right here. And you'll be on your way. Put her in gear, Goober. 
Folks, when you're lost in the back end of the boonies and need a ride, don't hesitate to call G-O-O-B-E-R for Goober, Fiddlin' Joe's Rural Rideshare. That's Fiddlin' Joe Enterprises. Fixing the fixes you got yourself into. Fiddlin' Joe Enterprises is the proud sponsor of WFHB. Like they say at Fiddlin' Joe's, if we don't have it, you don't need it. And many thanks to the fine folks who present, record, and produce the Brown County Hour for all they do to promote the local community and WFHB Community Radio. The unusual suspects are... Tony Brewer. Becky Staff. Mark Scrapper Blackwell. Dan Grunman. Mike Leonard. Suzette Weekly. With sound effects by Chuck Wills. Between a laugh and a tear, I know there's a balance... I see it when it swings past. That's a line in a song by a friend of mine. There I was in the control room, doing my job as the second engineer, when a discussion of the song lyrics came up. John Mellencamp had invited Ricky Lee Jones to sing with him on the song. She was a jazz singer hoping to merge into rock or at least test the waters. A teacher that I studied under for a while, Dr. Victor Paul Worwell, once said in a teaching, Life is like a pendulum, and I know there's a balance. I see it each time I swing by. I threw that out there into the conversation, and it became that line in the song. Between a laugh and a tear, supposedly two opposites, but instead of crying, occasionally you just have to laugh because sometimes life is just too ridiculous to live. Hold your arms out to your side, left and right, straight out. Now focus on your fingertips. There's a lot of distance between them. Six feet, give or take. Now, bring your arms together, straight out in front of you, and allow your fingertips to touch. Left hand and right hand, five, no, ten fingertips touching, right between where they originally were. You see, you've found the balance. Water. It's not just hot or cold. You can take a hot shower, go for a swim in a cool pool or pond. You can warm a baby's bottle in a pan of water on the stove. Or, you can have a snow cone. You've heard of love-hate relationships, but I won't go there. There is male and female. Discrepancies between these two have even been coming to the forefront of our attention lately. But hey, we all got different levels of chemicals that make us up. Our DNA, hormones, estrogen, testosterone, NRBQ, CBD, CSNY, and PBR. Our bodies and personalities are a conglomeration of many factors. In sports, you've got your blue team and you've got your gold team. Both want to get more points or whatever than the other team. But overall, they are participating together to promote the sport. A different left and right. Politics. Do we want healthy, educated kids? How about peace and prosperity? How, who pays, how much, where, when? It's just a conversation about finding the balance that helps us achieve a more perfect union. Wealth? Are you richer because you have a lot of money? Or because you don't have to deal with all the legalities, the paperwork, banking, or deadlines that are required? How much do you spend on something? Do you pay the most to get the best? Or do you get what's adequate or maybe on sale? And does the pendulum swing differently for different items? Food, clothing, tools, auto? Emotions, love, hate, happy, sad. Finance, income, spending, savings, time. How much time do you spend on a project? What's the balance? 
How loud or how often do you listen to music? Life is about balance. Be kind, but don't let people abuse you. Trust, but don't be deceived. Be content, but never stop improving yourself. Ricky Lee Jones recently finished a book about her life, which sounded very interesting in an interview. Neither John nor Ricky Lee could make it in tonight, so in their honor and with great respect are two of our great friends, the married band of two, John and Terry Whitcomb, singing Between a Laugh and a Tear. This first song is a John Mellencamp classic. We've been waiting for this one a long time, haven't we, Rick? Yeah, yeah. It's off the Scarecrow album. Yeah, well, Ricky Lee Jones is on this, too. Yeah, so it's a great tune. It's about a very insightful little thing called Between a Laugh and a Tear. Paradise no longer fit for you to live in Your adolescent dreams are gone Through the days you feel a little user You don't know where your energy's gone wrong It's just your soul being a little downhearted Sometimes this life's just too ridiculous to live You can count your friends all on one finger I know it sounds crazy just the way that we Smile in the mirror as you walk by Between a laugh and a tear It's as good as it gets for us And there ain't no reason to stop trying This cardboard town Long I'm amuse you You see through everything Nothing seems worthwhile The hypocrite used to be such a big word to you It don't seem to mean anything to you now Just try to live each and every precious moment Don't be discouraged by the future Forget that past It's old advice but it'll be good to you I know there's a balance when I see you swing past Between a laugh and a tear Smile in the mirror as you walk by Between a laugh and a tear That's as good as it gets for us And there ain't no reason to stop trying Between a laugh and a tear Smile in the mirror as you walk by Between a laugh and a tear It's as good as it gets for us And there ain't no reason to stop we pause for station identification. You are listening to the Brown County Hour on Volunteer Power Community Radio, WFHB, at 100.7 in Brown County. 
91.3 and 98.1 in Bloomington, 106.3 at Ellettsville, and online at wfhb.org. Support for WFHB comes from Our Brown County, a magazine for locals and visitors featuring art, entertainment, and county characters since 1995. Printed six times a year and available online. More at OurBrownCounty.com. The second segment kicks off with the conversation we recorded with Jamie Hood and John Boyer about their new Hammer in the Hatchet song, Mushroom Hunter's Blues that immediately follow the interview. Jim Eagleman has an essay about May apples, and we'll end the segment with the married band of two song, Raggedy Man. So it's my pleasure to introduce Jamie Hood and John Boyer, who are better known as the Hammer and the Hatchet, and they are here to talk about a brand new song they've just recorded and put out there in the world, and thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, Dave. It's good to see y'all. Yeah, yeah good to yeah. see y'all again. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I had a dream a while back one winter, and uh, it was like I was walking on a hillside, and you know you trip and fall and roll all the way down the hill and all this sort of stuff, and land in the creek bed, and you're looking for mushrooms, you hadn't found any all day, and then you look up, and then of course there's that one right on the edge of the creek that the, you always that use first find one those. you need to yeah. find. Right. <laughs> he woke up and told me about it. He did. Yes, I found a mushroom so, in my dream. So we started writing a song. What was this? A, 2020, actually? Yeah, like or winter of 2019, yeah. early 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we finished the song up, up, and we raced off to Rainwater Studios, and we asked our friends uh, to send us pictures, tons of locals sending their pictures, and we made a video with Rainwater Studios with kind of a slap-and-dash version in anticipation of YouTube. Morel Mushroom season. Ah. And then uh, tourism became frowned upon that spring. So we figured maybe uh, what better way to put the needle back on the record than to start where we left off and release perfect. this tune, Morel Mushroom Hunters Blues. Yeah, it's perfect season for it. Some daffodils are really great this year. Bluebells are already out and great this year. It's like, well, let's lead our – well, what this is is, an intis- is a leading up to our new fourth album that's okay. going to be coming out but do you have a working title for the album Ooh. yeah we're calling it shake off the cold okay yeah yep. that sounds perfect yeah yeah well, a... we'll have to have you in Ooh. when that album drops <laughs> then, huh? yeah yeah i mean we'll see you in a, a couple months or something it should be really soon. ready uh by the by mid-may or something we're kind of the sooner the better. At this point, the process is kind of out of our hands and at the mercy of other folks. Oh, um, uh, yes. So we're, we're excited about it, though. And um, I want to say, too, that we had time a um, couple years to record this song and get it right. So we were able to invite our friends. That's right. We got some nice. friends on this song with us. Um, so we were able to get uh, Breezy Payton to play washboard on there for us. I heard some washboard. Yeah, and um, also Justin Huey from New Old Cavalry, and he plays along with us sometimes. People have seen us at Place Bluegrass Media. Brunch together, stuff like that. So He's also the head distiller over at Cardinal Distillery there in Bloomington. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good friend to know. Yeah, he's a good guy. You In case know. you need some hand sanitizer. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Kill the germs. Uh, exactly. Well, so uh, those of us who are big fans of your music, uh, do you have a website? I, 
I we know do. you have a Facebook page. Thehammerandthehatchet.com. Yeah, and that's the only place you can get the song right now. Excellent. Um, so if you want to go check it out, thehammerandthehatchet.com. And uh, right there, it'll pop up. It'll say, buy the single, and it's only a dollar. It won't hurt you. Well, there, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and best of luck hunting this year, everybody out there. Yeah. And uh, feel free to drop some by. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing this information. Really appreciate it. Our yeah, pleasure. Thanks to the Brown County Radio Hour. We appreciate you all a whole bunch. Tripping over grapevine, rolling down the hillside, right through the briar patch, scaring up the wildlife parade. Mushroom hunters blues. Gotta get up in the morning, go stake your claim. Fetch your paper sack and your walking cane. Don't forget the day's paper and a can of blood spray. Take some dicks. I've got the walking, talking, stumbling, stalking, tripping over grapevine, rolling down the hillside, right through the briar patch, staring at the wildlife burrow. Mushroom hunter blue. Hi, this is Sean Hildreth from the Brown County Community Foundation. Join us for the 25th annual Howard Hughes Memorial Morel Mushroom Sale on May 27th and 28th at the Brown County IGA parking lot. All proceeds go to Brown County Charities, so place your pre-sale hold by May 23rd by visiting browncountygives.org or by searching the event on Facebook. 
The spring perennial, mayapple, sometimes referred to another popular name, mandrake, is now growing commonly in our Brown County woods, while other wildflowers appear along with and side by side, recognizable due to the stems and blooms of leaves these flowers have. The mayapple is unique. It only has two leaves and one flower, which grows in the axle or the crotch of the leaf stems. The pale white to rose-colored flower has six to nine waxy petals and many stamens. The flowers are cross-pollinated by bumblebees and other solitary bees with elongated sucking mouthparts. These insects most likely pollinate the flower and probably suck the nectar too. But it is the large twin umbrella-like leaves, deep green in color, and not the hidden flower that makes identification of this plant easy compared to other spring ephemerals. The leaves remain unfurled as the stem lengthens, unfolding to six to eight inches across when the plant has reached its height of about one and a half feet in height. On occasion, the stem can spear a fallen oak or maple leaf as it grows. Mayapple's scientific name Podophyllum peltatum derives from podus, or foot, and phylon, or leaf, as the plant is thought to bear some resemblance to a duck's foot. The species name Peltatum suggests a shield. Large patches of mayapple can dominate the woodland floor in early spring, long before the canopy of leaf branches leaf out. As they mature, the mayapple will colonize areas into dense mats, usually in damp woods, where thick leaf litter remains and retains moisture. Many plant stems arise from underground roots called rhizomes, Exposing the roots of a dense patch of mayapples, I once saw how prolific this plant can be. Growing from a single root, interconnected, reddish-brown tubers spread in all directions, producing stems and leaves that grow crowded together. In these patches of mayapples, rather than the individual plants that foresters refer to as a rich woods environment, I've seen this term used to describe a forest. It can refer to a small woodlot left undisturbed and uncut to a large tract with old timber in a multi-aged stand. My collection of wild foraging texts, now admittedly old and dated, all agree that while the stem, root, and leaves of mayapple are poisonous, the fruit is edible when ripe and bright yellow. Years ago, and anxious to try our luck with wild foods, several of us young Yule Gibbons disciples finally found a patch to sample. In his book, Stalking the Wild Asparagus, the text cautioned that the mayapple, also called raccoon berry, hog apple, and wild lemon, possesses a poisonous chemical called podophyllin. It acts on the liver in what is described as cathartic or cleansing, emetic, causing vomiting, and anthelmintic, acting to expel or destroy parasitic intestinal worms. Yikes. This warning made us pay close attention in our search. The fruits we found were still pale yellow and not ripe, and we'd have to wait. But our enthusiasm waned, and we wondered if the chemical found in the plant could migrate and also be found in the fruit. Most recently, to find the ripened fruit at the end of the growing season continues to be a challenge, and I have yet to beat the squirrels, turkey, and deer to the source, and chipmunks, since they scurry through the dense cover, on one occasion, in a large patch, I found the soft and very yellow fruit, technically a berry, and bit into the interior, a bit like a banana in consistency. It was sweet, the flavor described in some texts like strawberry, but to me it tasted more like a mango. 
Still fascinated with wild foods and aware why small portions are always advised, I was always reluctant and never became a true forager. Cautiously, I confirm my findings with expert botanists. I see mayapple juice can be added to lemonade, and with some effort, the fruit made into a marmalade. This early fall, I might try some recipes with the fruit, knowing by then the leaves will have long disappeared. Where I knew them to grow, I'll watch for a few bare and dried stems with the yellow fruit hopefully still attached. Differences in taste is a personal thing, and it may encourage you to sample the mayapple when ripe and bright yellow. What is the faint taste you notice? Is it lemon, strawberry, mango, like a banana, or passion fruit, mango? Differences in environmental conditions also exist, as with many wildflowers, and they produce vigorous or stunted results. Strangely, the sunnier the habitat for mayapples by midsummer, the earlier it goes dormant. This feature may not allow it to be used as a border, but the mayapple is a nice addition for naturalizing your woodland garden. Favorite Hoosier poet James Whitcomb Riley must have sampled the mayapple fruit on one of his forest forays. In his time of clearer twitterings, he asks, Will any poet sing of a lusher thing than a ripe mayapple rolled like a pulpy lump of gold under my thumb and fingertips and poured molten through the lips? Another segment for the Brown County Hour. Well, I'm Jim Eagleman, and this is Nature Ramblings. This is a song called The Raggedy Man, which was never a song till I got a hold of it. And uh, by uh, the rock star of Indiana Poets, James Whitcomb Riley, uh, went back a few years ago, or a couple years ago, and put several of his poems to music. And uh, because I f- this, uh, this uncanny correlation to him, uh, James Whitcomb was the fourth governor of Indiana, and that's who James Whitcomb Riley is named after. His dad was really good friends with James Whitcomb. And um, right here standing next to me is one of the few living relatives of James Whitcomb Riley. Yes. Uh, by marriage, uh, James Whitcomb Riley's sister married Terry's great uncle. Yep. yep. Harry Idle. But we're, so, not, we're not really related. Not really related, yeah. <laughs> but by marriage, and that's close enough. So. Yeah. Uh, and this is a tune called The Raggedy Man. Raggedy Man was a guy that worked on the, on the Riley farm. He was a German immigrant, and uh, this is about him. And I grew up hearing these poems from my dad and my grandpa, The Raggedy Man and Little Orphan Annie. And... Classics. Here's yep. your classics. Well, the Raggedy Man, he works for Paul. He's the goodest man you ever saw. Comes to our house every day, waters the horses and feeds them hay. Hey, 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 hey. Well, a raggedy man, he is so good. He splits the kindling and he chops the wood. Then he spades in our garden too. Does most things that a boy can do. He clumb clean up in our big tree, shaked an apple jam for me. Another one, too, for Elizabeth Ann, and another one, too, for the raggedy man. Oh, ain't he awful kind? Yeah, the raggedy man is such a 
Raggedy, 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 raggedy me. Raggedy, 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 raggedy me. Raggedy, 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 raggedy me. Raggedy, 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 raggedy me. Well, the raggedy man, well, he knows most rhymes. He tells him if I be good sometimes. About giants, griffins, and elves, and crazy little monsters that swallow themselves. And once when the raggedy man come late, pigs is a rootin' to the garden gate. He tended like them pigs as bears and said, Oh, bear shooter, oh, shoot em dead. Well, he's a pig bear shooter, the raggedy man. He's a raggedy, 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 raggedy man. Raggedy, 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 raggedy man. Raggedy, 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 raggedy man. Raggedy man, he works for Paul. He's the goodest man you ever saw. With a raggedy man, well, one time he made a little bow and arrow for me. Just for me. Now we pause for station identification. You are listening to the Brown County Hour on Volunteer Powered Community Radio, WFHB, at 100.7 in Brown County, 91.3 and 98.1 in Bloomington, 106.3 at Ellettsville, and online at WFHB.org. Support for the Brown County Hour comes from listeners like you and the support of the Brown County Inn, a family-friendly getaway destination located in Nashville, Indiana, offering locally sourced food, drinks, and live entertainment with banquet space, indoor-outdoor pool, miniature golf, and more. Information and booking available at browncountyinn.com. The final segment starts with a conversation we shared with Kara Hamas from the Purdue Extension Agency, and she'll give us an overview about all of the activities she's involved with. Story Snyder, the director of the Brown County Library, tells us about a new solar project, and Dave Seastrom shares his thoughts about this achievement. We'll close the show with the Married Band of Two's song, The Lights of Town. I'm here tonight with Kara Hamas. She is our Extension Brown County educator. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, these warm days are making us think about gardening. I've been out in mine, and then that, by extension, you start thinking about what you're going to grow and food and all. And so I thought you'd be a perfect person 
to tie in with the season and tell us about the new grant we got. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a spring is just an exciting time of year for a lot of things. So as you said, I'm with the Purdue Extension office here in Brown County. And my two program areas are health and human sciences and ag and natural resources. So especially when it comes to gardening, that offers some kind of fun overlap because gardening is not only you know, getting out and working with plants and, you know, growing, but also the end product, the nutrition of that, you know, home food preservation and all of that. And so those are all things that Extension is there to help answer questions about um, and just be a resource for the community. Really the role of Extension, a lot of people, and even you said when we were first kind of settling in, you think about 4-H and that's a really great program within Extension, but really our role in the community is to kind of bring the resources and research and education that's being done at Purdue and make it applicable to the county that we're in. So Brown County, um, in my case. Um, and so one thing that we have going on that we're really excited to be a part of is we received it was a little less than $10,000 in a grant from the um, Indiana Department of Health, and it is a rural food access grant. And so the purpose of the grant is to help encourage and facilitate food access in rural communities where maybe your options aren't as numerous as they might be in other parts of the state. Um, and so our particular grant focuses on a couple different buckets um, that the funding is going to go towards. So one of those things is supporting the formation of a food council. And the idea of a food council is just to kind of bring together places like Mother's Cupboard and other food pantries within the county, um, the township trustees, the Northern Brown County Food Alliance, um, COAD and the pop-up food pantries they've been doing since the spring of 2020. I mean, there's just really a lot of great work and really passionate people that are working on this issue within Brown County, but a lot of them are volunteers and you know they're really focused on serving that area that they're in. And sometimes it can be hard to like bring it together and kind of give the structure that you need to start having those conversations and how can we collaborate and what does that look like moving forward. And that's, you know, one thing that Purdue and Extension is able to do to help provide that kind of structure with the staff that we have in our office. And also the grant funds are kind of supporting that effort and also just like giving the initiative to be like, okay, now's the time to do this thing that has been talked about for a long time. So the formation of the Food Council, we're currently calling it the um, Brown County Food and Farm Council because we have a focus not just on things like food pantries and educating, you know, service organizations, but also on enabling people to produce food, you know, if they're so inclined to be gardeners, to give them the tools to do that. But also if there are gardeners or farmers locally that have extra produce, how do we help connect them to donation system and, and getting that in place? One of the other buckets is the education piece for people that might want to grow themselves. Again, see, like all these things kind of plug in with what Extension does and with what my two program areas are able to focus on. 
if you've ever been on the Salt Creek Trail and seen the tra- at the trailhead near the YMCA, that garden space there, Kim at the YMCA has kind of allowed us to take responsibility for that garden um, this year and hopefully moving forward. And we're working on getting it set up as like a demonstration garden to show some different options for ways to grow in Brown County because it's definitely not one size fits all. You know, do you have flat? Do you have sun? Do you have good (laughs) soil? I mean, all those questions aren't givens here. So um, people that might want to take some of your classes or get some help, Mm -hmm. you probably have a website, phone number, your office is there near the fairgrounds. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Our our office is essentially at the fairgrounds. Um, Our number is 812-988-5495. And we're also happy to answer phone calls. And that's anything from I get calls about people's pond weeds to how to do a soil test to what is this growing in my woods or why am I having trouble with my tomatoes? I mean, really any question you can think of, we're there to help you find those answers, whether it's a link on a website or printing out a publication for you to come in and pick up. We're happy to do it. And we're also on Facebook. You can just search for Purdue Extension Brown County or do the same thing on Google and you'll find our website. Well, Kara, thanks a lot for coming by. And yeah, and even if you see me at the IGA or wherever it might be, I'm always happy to answer a plant question or, or help you get connected. So that's what's so great about living here and being a part of Extension. Well, it is my pleasure to introduce Story Snyder, who is the director of the Brown County Library. And we are on this beautiful spring day in the parking lot looking at this amazing solar array that you are responsible for. Well, Story, give us a little background on how this magnificent event came to be. Sure. Well, we initially were exploring the option of solar for our roof before we realized we needed a new roof. Now, this was 10 years ago? Yeah, this was, yeah, when I I started here about 10 years ago and thought the idea of uh, solar rooftop mount could really benefit the library and we realized we need a new roof, so we were going to wait till we had a new roof before we put the solar panels on or explored the idea and once we got our new roof we realized that we didn't want to put holes in it (laughs) and it wasn't it wasn't going to actually offset as much um as we were hoping so this idea of a carport structure was proposed and this will offset 100 percent and that seemed like the way to go no holes in our roof so just let me restate that This group of solar panels will provide 100% of the electricity the library uses. Yes, that's correct. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And I noticed that your campaign is, you know, get it done by 22, which I suspect has everything to do with that the net metering runs out in July and you getting in under the wire means that you get a kilowatt for a kilowatt. Yes, that's correct. Well, now I understand that there's going to be a big event associated with uh, the day the switch gets flipped on. Will you want to talk about that? Sure. That's May 27th. We plan to have a party in our parking lot underneath our carport and flip the switch so that we can actually start consuming energy from the sun. And I'm sure there'll be a little merrymaking, some speeches. Some happiness. Some speeches and (laughs) such, and some little doodads to memorialize the occasion. Well, it really is a remarkable achievement. And as I recall from our conversation, you've had a lot of support from your board of directors throughout the whole process. We have, yeah, they're, they've been extremely supportive. It's been really 
great to have their support and, and one board member in particular has some um, expertise in construction and he has been invaluable. Well, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, you know, I'm not an engineer, but I used to build houses for a living and it looks plenty strong. It should be here for several lifetimes, which is remarkable. I also understand that you're going to have the ability to charge electric cars here from the sun. Yes, that's true. We'll have two stations. There'll be two leads on one charger. So drive your electric car to the library, plug in. The sun charges your car while you're supporting the community and obtaining good literature all at the same time. All at the same time. Well, so the date of your magic event is uh, May 27th. One o'clock. One o'clock on May 27th. Flip the switch and the lights come on. That's right. Well, this has been remarkable and I can't, as someone who's followed solar energy for all my adult life, I can't tell you how this makes me feel as a Brown County person. I mean, what a remarkable achievement. Thank you so much, Story, for pushing through and getting this done. Is there a special website associated with this project? Yes, we have a on our website, which is browncountylibrary.info slash solar. We have the Friends of the Library actually is coordinating a fundraising campaign with goal of raising $65,000 in support of the project. And uh, the last I looked, which was a couple days ago, we were around $3,500 shy of meeting that goal. Excellent. Well, again, congratulations to you. This is a remarkably forward-thinking project, and what a wonderful legacy. And as our friend Sarah Lytle said, it's amazing to realize the Brown County Library has gone from horses to electric cars. Right now, as we look at the world and all of the frightful events that are taking place, it's far too easy to succumb to a feeling of helplessness. With the war raging in Ukraine and the acceleration of global warming, we certainly have reasons for concern. But in spite of the madness, there are plenty of reasons for optimism. Our show this month features a story that involves many years of hard work and planning. In troubled times, this is a reminder of what many people working together for a singular purpose can accomplish. Leadership comes in many different forms, but perhaps the most important trait of a good leader is the ability to inspire others in a shared vision and never giving up no matter how the odds are stacked against them. When a great vision is proposed, there are often more naysayers than those who see the wisdom of the endeavor and enthusiastically join the cause. However, when it comes to this project, it's my understanding that Story Snyder had genuine support from her board of directors right from the beginning, and she used that support to shepherd this project into fruition. Story Snyder is the director of the Brown County Library. And this month, we interviewed her about the new solar installation that's coming online later this May. This achievement has been 10 years in the making, and it represents a great step forward for Brown County. There was much to overcome to make this happen, not the least of which was raising the money and getting the project finished before net metering is terminated in Indiana this July. Mrs. Snyder arrived with this vision when she became the director 10 years ago, but there were other matters to attend to before the solar panels became a reality. When she first took office, after several years of service, it was time to replace the roof on the library. 
At the time, there was some talk of installing the solar panels on the new roof, but two things got in the way. First, no one wanted to make holes in the new roof. And second, an evaluation from the solar company they were working with showed that a roof installation would only produce 70% of their electrical needs, falling far short of their goals. The solar company determined that a carport-type structure located in the parking lot would achieve the 100% they were looking for, and the decision was made to go ahead with the project. Fundraising became the next challenge, and with strong support from the community and the availability to obtain grants, the project is within a few thousand dollars of being fully funded. Our library is itself a remarkable achievement. The facility is beautiful and well thought out, and the many public services they offer benefits the entire community. As a community member, I've had the pleasure to attend many events in their meeting rooms where important ideas were discussed and information was shared. The solar array in the parking lot is attractive, and in my opinion, it blends right in with the architecture. One of the features I particularly like are the two charging ports for electric vehicles. So while you're visiting the library, your electric car is being charged by the sun. Mrs. Snyder is a wonderful person to engage with, and before the interview began, she gave me and my fellow co-producers a tour of the facility. During the interview, we sat outside overlooking the very impressive solar array in the parking lot. The day was warm and the first signs of spring were in the air when we talked, and if ever there is something to be hopeful about, this fine achievement tops the list. While the concerns in the world continue. This story of a community coming together is a great example of the positive side of humanity. The Brown County Library has served the public for more than a hundred years, and with this new solar installation, their leadership continues to set a fine example of forward thinking. The Energize date is on May 27th, and the event kicks off at 1 p.m. As someone who's been a strong advocate for solar energy for the majority of my adult life, seeing this project come to fruition is a ray of sunshine that warms my heart, and I believe it gives our community hope for the future. This is Dave Seastrom. See you next time. Rick, I brought this one for you, especially. You and I used to get in our cars and go cruising, scooping the loop, Chestnut Street. Chestnut Street, and all manner of mayhem would uh, ensue on these cruising nights. Some nights were better than others. But uh, the mayor, uh, I remember coming back from California and reading an article in the newspaper that the mayor had had enough and put an end to the cruising. So that was a sad day. And, but, uh, so I wrote this song and dedicated. This is about scooping the loop, about cruising. It's called The Lights of Town. Na 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 Well the lights of town don't shine anymore Town moved from the city to the shopping center stores Got a main or quiet as a ghost 
busy western scene The only life in town are the bored and restless teens The only soul that town has ever had Now those kids ain't bad, they're just looking for a thrill Out of school on Friday with lots of time to kill The mayor says they're reckless, criminal and rude It's a drag that he forgot that he was wanted to, too And the golden years of his howdy-doody youth Times have changed, kids have got it made Shiny cars and satellite TVs When mom and dad walk to school in the pouring rain Yeah, that story's never gonna change What's well, never gonna change? Go cruising now, Ray. Now the streets are bare. Save the shining moon For the lovers and the fighters The morning comes too soon Memories are all that remain of the night Memories are all that remain Memories are all that remain Of the lights of town All those bright and shiny lights Everybody sing along with me Thanks for tuning in to episode 122 of the Brown County Hour. This show was recorded in our studio at the History Center here in downtown Nashville and brought to you the first Sunday of every month at 9 a.m. and the following Wednesday at 6 p.m. and anytime online. Be sure to look for us on your favorite streaming services. The Brown County Hour is brought to you by a diverse group of folks who believe, now more than ever, the world is for everyone. This show was produced by Chuck Wills, Pam Rader, Rick Fettig, Vera Grubbs, Sarah Lytle, Jim Lemon, and Dave Seastrom. We would also like to thank Slats Klug for our theme music. You have been listening to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from deep in the woods of Brown County, Indiana. Celebrating the arts, culture, and nature that make this such a unique community. Visit us online at browncountyhour.com. The Brown County Hour is a production of WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported community radio for South Central Indiana. Take me back, back to my home, Brown County. Oh